Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. Let's continue with Dante's Paradiso, Canto 14. From the center to the rim, and so from rim to center, the water in a round vessel moves accordingly as it's struck without or within. This that I say suddenly dripped into my mind, just as the glorious life of St. Thomas was silent, for the similar light that was born of his speech and that of Beatrice, to whom it was pleasing to begin again thus. In him arises the need, though he doesn't tell you yet, whether with his voice or in his thought, to come to the root of another truth. Tell him if the light where your substance flourishes will remain with you eternally just as it is now. And if it remains, say how, once you are made visible again, it would not be hateful to your sight. As, pressed and drawn by greater elation, those who go in around may lift their voices and rejoice in their actions. So, at the prompt and devout prayer, the saintly circles showed new joy in their turning and in their marvelous note. Whoever here laments because we die to live here above has not seen the refreshment of the eternal reign. That one and two and three, whoever live and reign ever in three and in two and in one, not circumscribed and all circumscribing, was chanted three times by each of those spirits with such melody as would be a just gift to every merit. And I heard in the most radiant light of the lesser circle a modest voice, perhaps as that from the angel to Mary, respond, As long as the festival of paradise, so will our love be arrayed all around in this dress. Its clarity is consequent on ardor, the ardor on vision, and that is such according to the grace that follows upon strength. As the flesh will be dressed again, glorious and holy, our person will be more pleasing for being all the more. For which that light which is given us gratis by the highest good will increase, the light that conditions us to see him. Whence the vision need increase, the ardor increase that inflames the vision, the ray increase that comes from ardor. But just as a coal that renders flame and outglows it in its vivid center so that it retains its own appearance, so this splendor which now encircles us will be overcome in appearance by the flesh that the earth still covers over. Nor will such light be able to fatigue us, for the organs of the body will be fortified for all that which will be able to delight us. So sudden and short did the one and the other chorus appear to me to say amen, as plainly showed desire for their dead bodies, perhaps not purely for them, but for their mothers, for their fathers, and for those others who were dear before they'd become sempiternal flames. And behold, all around, of equal clarity, was born a luster beyond that which was, in the way of the horizon that's kindled again. And just as at the fall of early evening, new presences commence across the sky, so that the sight both seems and doesn't seem true, it seemed to me I commenced to see new substances which formed a wheel without the other two circumferences. O true sparkling of the Holy Spirit, so swift and brilliant was it to my eyes that, overcome, they couldn't suffer it. But Beatrice showed herself to me so smiling and lovely that it must be left among those sights that have not followed my mind. Then my eyes reprised their power to lift themselves, and I saw myself translated alone with my lady in a more exalted joy. I was well assured that I'd been lifted higher by the inflamed smile of the star, which seemed to me more red than usual. 
with all the heart and with that tongue that is one in all, I gave a holocaust to God as was suited to the new grace. And the ardor of the sacrifice was not exhausted yet in my breast before I understood that happy prayer had been accepted. For splendors appeared to me within two rays with such luxury and such redness that I said, O Helios who so adorn them, as the galaxy, distinguished with lesser and greater lights, whitens between the poles of the world so that it makes the sages doubt, so these constellate rays in the depth of Mars made the venerable sign that the juncture of the quadrants makes in a road. Here my memory overcomes my genius, for that cross illumined Christ such that I know not how to find a worthy example. But he who takes his cross and follows Christ will still excuse me that which I leave, seeing Christ shine in that brightness. From horn to horn and between the summit and the depth moved lights, scintillating brilliantly in their conjunction and in their passage. So are seen here, straight and twisted, swift and slow, altering their looks, the motes of dust, long and short, moving through the ray that sometimes lists the shade that people acquire for themselves with skill and art. And as the viol and harp, in the tensed timbre of many chords, make sweet listening even for such as don't grasp the notes, so from the lights which there appeared to me was gathered upon the cross a melody which enraptured me without my understanding the hymn. It came across that it was of lofty praise, in that rise again and conquer came to me as to him who hears and doesn't understand. I was so enamored of this, that up to then there was not a single thing that had bound me with such sweet chains. Maybe my word will appear too daring, putting down the pleasure of those lovely eyes, marveling on which my desire has repose. But he who sees that the vivid seals of every beauty are made greater the more we rise, and that there I had not turned back to those, can excuse me of that in which I accuse myself for my excuse, and see me speak truth. For the holy pleasure is not excluded here, since in mounting higher, it's made more sincere. Thanks for joining me in this episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Paradiso, Canto 15.